Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the QTIP podcast, the podcast brought to you by the financial services consulting firm Corsus. My name is Adam, and uh, I'm once again delighted to be joined by Carolyn, one of our partners here at Corsus. And we've got two very special guests joining us today. Uh, we've got Amber and Alice, two of our analysts here at Corsus. So, um, Alice, we'll start with you. Could you just give um, a little bit of an introduction to yourself and uh, what your role here is at Corsus? Yes, um, thank you very much for having me. It's an honour. Um, I am an analyst. Yeah, I joined a year ago. Before that, I was studying business and management at York University. Um, finished my uh, degree during the pandemic, so working from home. Graduated a lovely Zoom graduation. It was very glamorous, um, and then found myself at courses last November. Have been here ever since, um, working on projects and campaigns, um, PMO role mainly. So yes. Very good. And uh, Amber. So I joined Corsus a couple of years ago. I've got a legal background, so I studied law at uni, um, got into consulting. Corsus is my first consulting job. I joined just before the pandemic, actually. So I got maybe a month or so in the office and then it was working remotely from there. So mostly being at home. I'm similar to Alice, been working mainly in project manager roles, been working for a client for the last year on a migration type project. Very good. And uh, you very nicely both managed to segue us into the main topic for today. It's almost as if we planned this beforehand. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be discussing what it's been like um, for for us all, I suppose, but particularly for Alice and Amber uh, starting their kind of their career, I suppose, during the pandemic. And I think it's something we've all uh, we've all grappled with. I think Carolyn, you'll be able to bring sort of a different perspective to this, which will be really interesting. But um, starting off, how has it felt? It's a bit of a vague question, I suppose. But um, getting getting to know people virtually can be one of the main challenges. I think people have found joining new jobs and um, starting a career in the pandemic. So. So how have you found it, Alice, do you think? Mm -hmm. So I do think that there probably was a lot of area to go wrong when I initially started, just in terms of first job, working for startup and um, working solely from home. Um, there were, I obviously went into it with a few apprehensions. How am I going to get to know people? How am I going to navigate this world of working when I've got very limited experience? But Actually, I think that is just a testament to courses where everyone was so welcoming. Everyone's been hugely supportive um, and very approachable. It's that thing where actually you're able to ping anyone on Teams and know that everyone is there to help you, um, which I think is, has been amazing because without that kind of approachability, it would have been a lot harder to to learn how the, the processes and how to get a, get around um, the world of work. Um, but yes, it's been great actually. And I think obviously going into the office more will be amazing to build those relationships. Um, and there have been times when obviously it's hard to collaborate um, virtu virtually, but um, overall, I think it hasn't, it hasn't completely hold me, held me back. Um, it, yeah, I think. I think 
Alice, you know, you bring up really great points there, and I didn't appreciate that you really joined Corsis in somewhat of a perfect storm. You not only joined during a pandemic, but also joining a startup in its nascency. And I think it's really an amazing experience that you and Amber have both had. And looking back last year, did you appreciate those challenges at the time? Or is it now retrospective, you look back and go, wow, what a unique experience. Like, did you really appreciate what you were walking into or was it a surprise? And like, how have you reflected on that? I think it's probably a bit more retrospective, to be honest, because I think at the time when we all first started working at home, everyone was probably quite stressed and distracted by the whole pandemic scenario in general. So I suppose even though it was weird adjusting to working from home and stuff because there was that distraction, maybe we didn't actually realise how successful it was using Microsoft Teams and stuff. I mean, Teams is a lifesaver and I think Corsets did a really good job, I suppose, from when we started working from home. The company's grown in, I don't know, tenfold, I'd say, since then. But I don't think I ever went a day without having an organisation-wide daily stand-up or catch-up in those first few months of working from home. Obviously, it's a bit different now and people have split out more into their individual teams because there's more staff. But I still hear that there's a lot of daily stand-ups and catch-ups for different projects and stuff going on across the company. And I think that's probably the most important thing that kept it relatively normal and kept everyone relatively connected because when someone new would join you were in within an hour and then on a firm wide team call so you'd get to know everyone and yeah I don't feel like anyone was ever left to I can imagine it might be an issue with a bigger organization you might be left to the sideline a bit if you don't have those big team catch-ups and things like that so that really replaced, you know, sitting next to your manager, for example, in an office, because I will say when I started in the workplace, got 11, 12 years ago, now my first job, I found I really learned so much by literally sitting next to a manager who just mm -hmm. would turn his screen and say, here, look at this or work on this project here, come into this meeting. Do you feel like teams and other platforms are what gave you that sense of connection to your manager or your peers or your um, other colleagues? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but I do think that is something valuable, which probably has been missed. And maybe our learning, well, maybe my learning just took greater time and effort because of that. You had to purposefully pick up the phone and be like, can you show me how to do this? Rather than leaning over to someone and it being much more accessible in the office. Um, but I think that just takes more, yeah, it's, it's more on you to purposely go out of your way to do that but I do think that retrospectively just going back to did we know we were in the in the storm at the time um, <laughs> just I think retrospectively that because that we were in the middle of a lockdown and we didn't have those social demands it was completely you didn't have a social life basically it actually probably really was a great a quite a great footing for starting my first job because it meant that I could solely just focus and channel all of my energy into work there weren't those other distractions um where and I could you know work work later and um understand understand the company more and what I was working on but at the same time yeah, it was um, it was difficult to turn off, and I'm sure other people have found that as well. Just during those times, these lockdown times, 
it was a challenge but um it also had some positives yeah I think it was difficult but then at the same time I think I actually didn't realize how much work probably did for my social life at the time I think if I hadn't been working remotely I probably would have been a lot lonelier and a lot more stressed than in my own head I think it really really helped being on calls with people all day and actually yeah I can't imagine not having done it because even the virtual socials and stuff we had like I used to look forward to them and they really did help through the whole thing I think yeah I forgot about those virtual socials Mm -hmm. we used to do in the kind of dark days of lockdown we'd get together (laughs) on a Thursday at four and have drinks virtually which I think is is so important and there's this part of me, again, um, I'm like aging myself here, but I really feel for people in your position. I mean, it's a really difficult one to be in, Amber, as you said. You could be really isolated during lockdown, and it's so mm-hmm. good to hear that actually Courses gave you some of that social interaction that you needed. Um, because again, like when when we start, when I started working, again, like I made friends with the people I sat by. I went to drinks with them. We had lunch. We'd go get coffees during the day. And if you didn't have that, that's it's such a different experience than I think other people have had. So you're mm-hmm. really unique in that regard but again I have like compassion for you as well because it's a really difficult situation to be in yeah um, sorry Alice I was just going to um, ask Carolyn from your perspective coming in at the kind of the opposite level whereas like Alice and Amber came in at the junior level you're coming in at the at the senior level of the company how 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 did you find that then Carolyn totally weird totally weird I can imagine (laughs) it was it was so bizarre because I had been on gardening leave for a few months during the lockdown, which was really great. I got some time off, which I very much needed. Um, And I joined again, just right before Alice actually. Um, And I was joining with a leadership team who I, some some of whom I had not met in person actually. Um, And that first day, I just remember like getting up, taking a shower, getting dressed and walking over to my second room and sitting at my (laughs) desk, which is just such a strange experience. Um, and really just had to throw myself into it. Very similar to what you guys experienced. Um, But again, I found it even a bit odder because I'm so used to working with people in person and picking up the phone or just walking to someone's office and asking a question. And I felt quite distant. And I think it took us longer as a leadership team, as a group of partners to gel and really figure out how we work as a team. Um, But I think that challenge actually made us stronger in the end now. Um, And when we do come together in person, we're so efficient and so effective. So I think, yeah, it was a challenge at first, but kind of echoing what Alice and Amber said, I think um, there's a lot of benefits that come out of it as well. You really learn how to communicate in a different way. Yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting. I think um, I think I've found that as well. Now we are starting to go back into the office more and hold more in-person meetings. I really Uh, echo what you were saying there Carolyn in terms of when you are in those meetings in person you find working so much more efficient and effective and it's you almost get like a kind of weird little buzz off the back of it it feels uh it feels really rewarding to do that and I suppose that kind of segues nicely into the next topic of the experience during uh the the dark days of lockdown um you talked a little bit um Amber about the professional kind of personal life balance did you find that was something that was quite hard to hard to manage? Yeah, I did to an extent. I think, so I suppose my situation personally, I'm living at home with my dad and we were both working from home. So he'd kind of take the kitchen and then I managed to get a desk up in my room. So it's, yeah, working in your bedroom is not ideal. It definitely makes it harder to switch off late at night and especially 
because sometimes I have some US based calls. So I work a bit later anyway. And I don't think jumping from your desk to your bed is probably the most ideal way of working. It does make it harder to switch off. But then at the same time, going back to what I said before, I think a part of it was that I didn't really want to switch off because work was distracting me from what was kind of going on around us. And that did genuinely help me and give me something to focus on. So yeah, it worked both ways. And also the productivity, I would say increased, which again is good and bad because obviously you could work the time that you'd normally have been commuting. My commutes say about an hour each way normally. Um, but then, yeah, maybe it was just a little bit too efficient because you wouldn't have those, what do you call them, water cooler conversations and chats in the kitchen and going out for coffee. So it's definitely more productive. But then long term, I'm not sure if that is generally productive because it doesn't promote as much socialism and happiness at work, I guess. Now, I can attest that all three of you on this call are very hard workers at Courses. You're very, very productive and efficient, um, but not everyone has an A plus all star day where you're like jumping out of bed and loving life and sitting at your desk and saying, I love work every single hour. Um, on the days that were a down day, how did you motivate yourselves in lockdown? Like, how did you kind of say, OK, I'm not feeling it, but I got to do it anyways. Like, what what was a motivating factor for you? I think there's a lot to be said for um, going outside and getting some fresh air, to be honest, um, and also just trying to have conversations with people at work about I really enjoyed internal initiatives just because you can have that kind of break from your project but also still be talking about work still be benefiting your company but actually talking to people who you weren't on a project with um, about something else and I think that was that's quite an engaging way to feel part of the company as well um, and experience other people and um, try and build those relationships. Yeah, just for everyone's benefit, um, at Courses we do a lot of internal work and what that means is building out our business and our capabilities, um, not just for the client's benefit, but just to grow our company. And it's really important that all of our employees take part in that at all levels. And Alice, Amber and Adam all do a really great job in contributing to whether that's a charitable cause or creating delivery templates and mechanisms. Um, but yeah, I think it's good to kind of explain what we do because it is a totally different part of our business that I don't think a lot of people appreciate. I certainly didn't appreciate that work prior to being a consultant at Courses. Mm. And I think um, the, the going outside uh, part of that answer you mentioned there, Alice, is something I found myself getting into. I had to force myself to get into a routine. So before I start work, and I still do it now every day, I go for a half an hour walk when I wake up and then when I switch off uh, in air quotes I go for another half an hour walk and I find that kind of helps just start and then end the work day it kind of helps recenter myself if that doesn't sound too uh too kind of pompous of me to say um and yeah getting getting a bit of fresh air making forcing yourself to realize that even in the kind of dark days of lockdown when it seemed like there was only work and there was nothing else to do you can just kind of go outside and look at some trees and hear some pretty birds and hear some less pretty buses driving past and um, <laughs> kind of disconnect a little bit I found I certainly found really really valuable yeah I think it taught us all quite a lot about self-discipline as well to be honest I can imagine it took everyone a little bit of time to get into their own routine and yeah make themselves actually have a routine 
I mean, it's so much easier when you're, I guess, forced to get up at a certain time, get a certain train, be in the office at a certain time, have your lunch at a reasonable time, so not like four o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely. And I think people probably work maybe a bit too much at the start and then that was also a good way of sort of learning how to manage your time more effectively and actually take a break and things like that as well. So we've talked a little bit about some of the uh, some of the challenges of working during lockdown. So Amber do you do you think there have, um, there have been any upsides to being able to work from home? Yeah I think aside from kind of the obvious it saves time commuting and things like that and Forces you maybe to focus a little bit more because there's less distractions and people have a chat with etc. Um, I think it actually gave me, especially really early on in my career, so I speak maybe from a bit of a bias point in that sense, it really gave me some time to actually think, you don't know how long this is going to go on for, but it looks like it's going to go on at least for a few months. You can just use this time to really knuckle down and focus and progress as quickly as you can, learn as much as you can because there will be time for all of the other stuff that you're missing out on later and I think I just I did genuinely take the opportunity it was hard getting into it at first it probably took a few weeks I thought you know what, I'm going to put my head down really focus on my work and nothing else and I do think it did help progress more quickly I think as well that coincides with working for a startup obviously you get more exposure because there's less stuff so you probably can take on a bigger role on the projects that you're on because I joined I think there was only a few of us when I joined um five or so so yeah I did get great exposure in that sense also I took it as a year to think I'm gonna save some of my money as I'll well, save up for something like getting my first flat or something so I didn't I don't think it's all been bad I did feel like I've had a lot of benefits come from working from home and just spending a year or so focusing only on work what I find really unique about people in your situation starting your first job in a lockdown situation um, is when you are working in an office, you learn so much more about life and about how you interact with people other than just what you're doing for your career. Like, you know, if you started a consultancy, you don't just learn how to be a consultant when you're going into the office. You also learn like how to be um, an adult and interact with people. And I know when I first started my job, like I was so not an adult and I learned a ton by just looking at the people around me. Like, you know, don't cook bad smelling food in the kitchen in front of all your colleagues, like things like that. Do you feel like you had unique experiences of like learning how to interact with people like outside of the job, but doing it in a remote environment? And do you have any like interesting experiences you've had or like how any faux pas you made like wh- what was your experience in that like how did you learn how to do what you're doing outside of the career bit yeah I think the office etiquette virtually sometimes it was I don't know it really varied you'd have some calls where people would be sat there in suits you'd have other calls where people would kind of be slouched on the sofa in their joggers or making lunch during a call and it's sort of I think it became more normal on internal calls to sort of take a more casual approach and it was okay to just be in your kitchen making your lunch on camera during a call etc but you kind of think gosh that just wouldn't be acceptable in an office you wouldn't get up and walk out of a meeting and go to start microwaving your lunch (laughs) so I do think yeah maybe the office etiquette did have the potential to slip a bit virtually and I don't know it's sort of difficult to maintain discipline when people are in their own homes 
I suppose in an office if someone mm. was acting a little bit sloppy you could probably I don't know have a little chat and just explain that it wasn't the proper meeting etiquette but when people are at home even in their own bedrooms I can imagine that's really difficult especially as maybe a more senior member of staff yeah I mean we yeah. are starting to see that change as well now that people are going back slowly into the office like I think dress codes have definitely upped on Zoom calls because some people are in the office while others are still at home. Um, we're kind of in that transition period, but it is a really good point, Amber, of like you probably saw your coworkers in a much personal way as opposed to someone who is just going into the office from nine to five and sitting next to someone, you're always in the same suit and, and whatever. I think that's just yeah, a unique perspective. Yeah, and I think that's even one thing my, my mom pulled up on the other day. She was like, Alice you've really like you've got a bit more casual in your work wear haven't you and I was like actually it's just my bottom halves it's just <laughs> it's just that now I'm very comfortable wearing my joggers um but yeah no I think it is interesting isn't it because people are a lot more comfortable at home and there are some people who you know when they turn up to the Christmas party you'd have never seen them in a suit before um That's so yeah no yeah. it'd be interesting Kind of goes on to something that Alice Adam and I discussed before. Um, yeah, even though I think with working from home, I'm not sure if the camera on, camera off makes much of a difference or not, but we, as sort of less experienced members of staff, thought that it maybe, it maybe made members of staff a little bit more level in a sense as well. Mm-hmm. So we actually thought perhaps we'd been able to take on more senior roles because there was it was a bit more anonymous in a way like we were all sort of in the same situation didn't necessarily have our camera on people wouldn't have those immediate perceptions of how old you are perhaps how experienced you are and we actually thought it had given us a bit more of an opportunity to act in more senior roles and maybe that's a really that's an a really interesting perspective actually because again as a partner at Corsis and managing a few different people who also manage others. Um, one of my concerns with the more, uh, or sorry, the less experienced staff is actually that you don't get those opportunities. Um, when you sit next to someone and they're going into me and they can pull you in, that's, that is such a unique and valuable um, kind of, sorry, this is something Adam, you're gonna have to cut out because I'm like tripping over my words, sorry. <laughs> um, but what I'm trying to say is like, that's such a positive spin that you're putting on that. And I really appreciate that because again, as someone who manages others, I do get worried that you're not getting those experiences that you're sitting in your room, you're just dialing into the calls that you're supposed to be on, but you're not getting the ad hoc or spontaneous opportunities to join a meeting, to join another call, to have lunch with a more experienced experienced staff member, things like that. Um, So I'm glad to hear that actually you found that it could have, it it helped you. And I I don't think you should sell yourself short either. I mean, you all worked very hard and got to where you are because of the effort that you put into it um but yeah I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's been upside there thank you yeah I suppose sometimes it's easier to have more confidence behind the screen but other times it's harder and also it's actually translating any confidence that you have gained behind the screen we're going to need to now translate that into being in the office and being in in-person meetings and I feel like we haven't done too much of that yet so I think that's going to be interesting because I feel like I've done some presentations and run meetings that I never would have done before I joined courses virtually and I got so much more comfortable doing that over the past year but in person I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to feel or how that's going to play out so that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah I from my personal experience I, I definitely 
echo what you're saying there, Amber. It is especially starting on a project where you're dealing with more senior clients. It's much more uh, relaxing just to kind of at least mentally picture them as like a Teams icon or a Zoom mm. icon on a screen yeah. than it is to have to deal with someone in person. And yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see, at least from my perspective, how I kind of manage that transition into like going back into in-person meetings more. Because, um, yeah, I think I've been able to, like you were saying, Amber, uh, do things and hold meetings and run meetings and give presentations that I don't think I would have felt as confident doing uh, in person just because of um, just because of the scenario, really. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly why it makes you feel more level. Maybe it's partly sort of the comfort of being in your own space and having a bit more yeah, comfort and confidence in that. But I feel like it has to an extent made me feel more able to do that. Mm. I think that um, kind of moves us on to uh, how we're all going to find going back into the office. Um, mm -hmm. We've sort of touched on how the client facing work is uh, is going to go. How how do you think, um, Alice, it's going to affect your productivity? Because you talked earlier about how actually you're working longer, longer hours working from home. Have you found that you're able to kind of maintain that product, that productivity when you're going into the office? Um, I think that working from home is great if you've got a lot of independent work you need to do and you need to get your head down and do it and you've got client calls which just require like one-on-one -on -one type um, format but um, actually I think that going into the office although you're probably not productive in that kind of that way you're much more productive collaboratively and with your peers and um, just creating more innovative solutions. I found that whenever I've gone into the office, I've kind of come out with with an idea and you've, you can brainstorm with that with people and it's kind of happened organically and quite naturally. Um, and those sorts of conversations you would never have had with those people working from home individually doing your your like um, client work. So, and I think the and as a startup, that's probably quite critical just in terms of we I know Adam and Adam and I had a had a um, conversation about a training activity, which we want to do kind of role play. And it's from that discussion. It's like, do you know about this? I don't know about this. And then from that, we're like, we should actually create something which will help the wider audience. Um, and yeah, again, we wouldn't have had that. So. I think it's a different kind of productivity, basically. Um, yeah. and, and that's why the hybrid working is probably really beneficial, because mm. when you need those days when you've got to work from home and really channel, you know, you've got lots of output to create, that's great. But actually, if you if you can have those days when you have less client calls and you can benefit the the internal initiatives, for example. I think that's I a think really... Sorry, go ahead, Anne. No, I was just um, meaning to say, Alice, what you said about a different kind of productivity is really is something I've never even really thought of before. I'm not sure if that's what you were going to touch on there, Carolyn. Um, so I'll yeah. let you speak to that. I was just going to say, I think you're spot on. I think it's how you define productivity. You know, if you need to be uh, kind of concentrated on a document or something you're creating, like it's great to be able to have the flexibility to be home and and 
uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's an element of productivity when it comes to relationship building. And when you're sitting next to someone at a desk or going into a meeting room, like you're building that relationship. And that's hugely critical, not only for the project that you're working on, but also for your career. You know, Mm -hmm. when you move on from courses, which I hope you never do, I want you to stay for the rest (laughs) of your lives. Um, When you move on from courses, like you will remember the interactions you have, not only the projects you worked on, but the interactions you had. Mm -hmm. And so I hope you can have that both on Teams or Zoom, but also on the days that you come into the office. And like you mentioned before, just those life experiences and learning from other people, learning their office etiquette um, and and the collaboration, kind of bouncing ideas off people in person um, is very different to a Zoom call when you're kind of sitting there very focused. Yeah, I think it's invaluable, to be honest, from the life skills perspective as well, because I suppose if you think about it, aside from maybe parents or grandparents from a junior member of staff's point of view work is probably the only setting that you generally spend time with people of all different ages all different experiences I suppose it's like if you meet up with your uni friends at the weekend etc then you don't really get that I don't know that sort of mixed range of experience and you don't you don't really learn from that I think work's the only place you generally generally get that Yeah, and I think it's good to get to know people on a personal level at work as well. I think you can work a lot better together if you actually know someone's backgrounds and what their challenges in their life are. You know, do they have children? Are they pet owners? Like, are they taking care of an elderly um, grandparent or something? And knowing someone and getting to know them at, at such a kind of more granular level also really benefits you when you are working together because you can understand someone a lot better. And I think you learn more about someone when you are in person because you'll just have those spontaneous conversations. Um, I think it, when you're doing it uh, over Zoom or Teams, you really have to like make that time to have that conversation. It, as you used the word organic earlier, and I find it so much easier in person doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really agree with that point because even those small personal things like you mentioned, Carolyn, um, for example, someone's favourite film, I probably, because Amber and I were able to work together uh, in person before uh, the first lockdown, we probably had that conversation within the first like couple of times that we met, whereas Alice and I were working together virtually for over a year or for near enough a year. And I think we only had that conversation like last week. So you, you do kind of miss out on those small personal little interactions. And I think, like you say, it does kind of help build uh, build a rapport and build a relationship, which at least for me, helps me work more collaboratively with someone. Yeah. And it's about building that trust as well, isn't it? Because once you've you know someone on a more personal level, you feel like you can be more open, you can you can speak your you know your your mind your perspective on certain situations more freely and openly and you're more willing to do that um it's also very interesting i had a tutor at uni who did who ran this teamwork kind of module it was all i think it was consulting actually and we were always putting groups and she said just please go out with your group first go go to the pub before you start any group work please just go to the pub with them because you will be much more effective in the long run and work because you just understand each other more that's a really great piece of advice and if you were going to give advice to someone who's just graduated from university and they're starting a job that is hybrid so maybe partially in the office or not at all maybe it's 100 percent remote what advice would you give to them 
reach out to as many people possible and get involved with as much as you can. Um, yeah. Amber? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, but um, I think it is a lot about reaching out because it's obviously hard to be mindful of everyone that's in an organisation at once. And I suppose it's probably more difficult for bigger organisations than it is here. And no one wants to feel isolated at work. And if you can, I'd say go into the office because like we just discussed, the benefits from a social perspective are invaluable, but then also, or even just meet in person for coffee. If you don't have an office to go to, you can do that because you even sort of, you learn a lot from working over a coffee or just subconscious things like when you're in the office as well I suppose you'd see what time someone comes in what times they work till what times of day they seem most productive you just don't get that sort of thing over teams and it's subconscious you probably wouldn't even consciously look at for it you would just pick those things up and then you think oh I know this person prefers to get calls done in the morning or calls done in the afternoon so I'm going to be mindful and put calls in their diary when they're working from home at those times that they seem most productive in the office it's just little things like that don't think you'd be able to pick up from home so yeah I'd say go into the office or at least try and meet colleagues for coffees and stuff and get that in-person interaction where you can. I would also say just say yes to things even if you don't really know what it involves just say yes and you might be scared uh, there was a lot of things where I kind of committed to and you don't really know what it involves but actually once you've once you've done it you can ask people questions there are people there to support you and you can ask questions and you'll figure it out and once you've done it once you know how to do it again and and or you know how to do something very similar to that um, Adam do you have any advice um uh, I would say yeah it's sort of similar don't don't be afraid to ask questions because I've asked a lot of questions and probably a lot of stupid questions since I started at the company. Um, but I think it's it's all about not being afraid to, to ask those questions that you might think are stupid, because the chances are if you're thinking it, someone else is probably thinking it, but maybe they're just too too scared to too scared to say it. And maybe being virtually um, typing the message in Teams or just like typing the message in whatever chat service you use can can kind of help you build up that confidence to ask those kind of questions that maybe maybe face to face you wouldn't do and then gradually that kind of might help build up your kind of personal confidence to uh to yeah kind of put your hand up and just say sorry I'm, I'm not quite understanding this could you explain it again you know what is crazy though is hearing those three bits of advice i think you're absolutely spot on on them but that is the same type of advice I would give someone or I would have given someone prior to the lockdown when they're starting their career. All of that stuff is agnostic to whether you're in the office or you're working remotely. And I think that's such a unique, I keep saying unique, but it is a unique experience. Like this has never happened in our lifetimes. And it really does apply both in person and over teams. I mean, you just put yourself out there ask the good questions and make personal connections with people that can apply on the screen or in person. And I think um, I think that's a brilliant note to, to end on, really, um, unless anyone else had anything they wanted to raise today. Well, I guess then all it leaves me to say is, um, firstly, thank you very much to Alice, Amber and of course, Carolyn for uh, joining me today. Um, thank you very much for listening. If you could please 
subscribe to the podcast, uh, rate it, give it five stars and uh, share it to all of your friends and uh, share it out on LinkedIn um, and whatever social media you use. Um, and I suppose until next time, it's uh, it's goodbye from me. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.